When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome into a Saturday edition of Spits and Suds, post-game edition as the Dallas Stars fall to the Edmonton Oilers 4-3. to I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan. They lose in overtime. They do pick up a point. So that's the good news. Um, but the bad news is another defenseman lost as Yanni Hockenpah did not go to the bench in the third period. It appears as though it's an upper body injury, and we're waiting to hear you know, from Coach Pete DeBoer as we record this, as far as what the status is, your next game is on Monday. So the Stars have an interesting decision. And we'll also see Nils Lundquist as far as how he's feeling currently in concussion protocol from the hit that he took in Nashville on Thursday. Listen, sometimes there are games where I can be like hypercritical um, of the team, but I'm not going to do that because I think this was a battle of two teams and you could see how even it was throughout and Edmonton is a terrific team and Edmonton is going to be very dangerous in the playoffs with the new coaching regime. They have tightened up their defense and you clearly showed that today. Uh, Dallas, the inability to get in front of Calvin Pickard throughout the day um, and that you know, it was one of those things where I just don't think the stars could really generate much offensive zone time um, and control the play. It was really Edmonton. I thought that had the better of the two squads as far as, you know, offensive uh, chances. And the one goal that will probably come back to haunt the Dallas stars is that shorthanded goal that Edmonton scored. And we just continue to see these odd man rushes when the stars are on the power play. And I'm all about aggression but I just, if, if, if it's me, I would love to see the stars make a uh, change on the power play and go a little bit more defensive on the blue line. I know people are saying, Gavin, that's crazy. Well, I mean, if you're so offensive focused, why are you allowing so many two on ones or odd man breaks? I mean, you know, we saw that, you know, uh, a few games ago where the stars had a five on three and it seemed as though the three had the advantage over the five. So, you know, that that's tough, but you know, overall, it was a real, real tight game. No score after one period. Both teams just kind of, you know, back and forth. Um, and then we go to the second period. And this was a, a huge thing. And Yanni Hockenpah, Essa Lindell were a big part of this. A five-on-three penalty kill. And this wasn't one of those five-on-three for 34 seconds. This was nearly two minutes of five-on-three that Edmonton had. And the Stars did a real nice job as far as filling the lanes, blocking um, any kind of like, you know, kind of set up as far as Edmonton. They really struggled. So the Stars did a real nice job shorthanded. They killed that, got a little momentum boost uh, from from the crowd. Uh, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where it was one of those games where you're without Nils Lundqvist and then you lose one of your other defensemen in Yanni Hockenpah, who's playing pretty well today. And you have already lost Evgeny Dodonov. So the injuries are starting to pile up. Now, there's terrific depth on this team. But, you know, if you lose players 
um, very close to each other, that does open up some voids. So to come out of this game with a point, I would have to say it's a real good point. Uh, I would agree that Wyatt Johnston probably saved a goal um, by hooking Leon Dreisaitl, and it was a hook in overtime. But I would also add that once that game went to overtime, how many of you thought that Dallas was going to win? Um, I personally felt, you know, if you're in, if you're in overtime against Edmonton, you probably have a 25% chance of winning. I mean, that open ice with that team, uh, that's very, very tough to defend unless you can get an odd man break. Um, but dry settle draws the penalty and they score and they walk away with two points, but that's okay because, Right now, when you look at this stretch, which I say is the toughest stretch of the season for the Dallas Stars, you've played three games in this tough stretch and you've had five out of a um, potential six points. That is more than good. That is excellent. So I would say good quality point today. You do have to address the injury issue. We don't know how long it's going to be. Will there be a call up from Texas or will it be a situation where Nils Lundqvist is able to come back and, you know, we'll see what Jim Nil and Pete DeBoer have in store. What I don't want to happen is hit the panic button. I think sometimes we have to take a step back and we have to realize it's easy to say, go out and get a defenseman. You needed one anyway. So now's the time. You don't think Calgary's sitting on that other end? And if they see the caller ID and it says Dallas Stars, who has the upper hand at that point? You know, and take another team. They all know the injury issues that the Dallas Stars are having. So you have to go in cautiously and you have to stay with the deal that you're originally intent to giving, if that makes sense. Because you don't want to overgive in this situation based on desperation. I know they have the potential to be a Stanley Cup champion, but I want them to make a deal based on what they would do normally. Say it's a TANF and you're willing to give a first round pick and also understand that it's not just you calling. There are several teams inquiring with the Calgary Flames about several of their players. So it's not like Calgary's phone is quiet and then all of a sudden it's Jim Nil who's calling. There's probably about five to six teams in the mix. When that happens, the price tag goes higher. And those teams are just as desperate as the Dallas Stars because they're one or two men from taking it over the top. It's kind of like you look at Edmonton and you say, wow, um, not saying Pickard played bad today, but I, I don't think both goalies were like outstanding and needed to play outstanding. This to me was just a defensive neutral zone battle. And, uh, you know, both teams defensively, I thought actually played really well. But, you know, if you're Edmonton calling, you know, looking for a goalie, like everyone thinks Edmonton needs a goalie, Edmonton needs a goalie. Well, everyone thinks the Dallas Stars need a defenseman, need a right-handed defenseman, which are a premium. So it's going to be tough to get the player that they want at the asking price that they want. But when we do look at Jim Nill's recent history and pulling a Max Domi and pulling an Evgeny Dodonov for not having to give up much or a Matt Zuccarello a couple of years ago, which only cost you a few draft picks. I mean, 
those are, mar- I don't want to say marquee. Those are really good players coming onto your squad. They all contributed and it didn't cost you that much. So let's hope the Dallas stars can do it again. So interesting enough, Boston loses again today in overtime to the LA Kings. So Boston is on a slide. So that'll be an interesting game at the TD garden in Boston on Monday. And then you have the New York Rangers. So you're coming off of Edmonton and you're playing two of the premium teams, albeit, you know, one is on the skid, uh, but still a tough team in the Boston Bruins. And then, you know, you're playing the New York Rangers uh, back to back. So it's not going to be easy. Don't want anyone to hit the panic button. Don't want anyone to say, let's go, let's get a trade tonight because the likelihood is not going to happen. And even if there was a trade tonight, I don't think you could see them in a star's uniform come Monday night. So um, we'll see, we'll see what happens. But at the same time, you know, I think overall you played pretty good tonight. And these are the teams that you, you know, you have to match up well against. This could be a potential uh, playoff matchup. Uh, as Edmonton sits in the third hole and the LA Kings are in the uh, uh, fourth hole and the LA Kings are in the wild card, number one wild card. And that's who you would play. So you could see Edmonton realistically as a first round playoff matchup. And that is a tough uh, playoff matchup, but look how even this game was 27 shots for Dallas, 24 for Edmonton. You look at the faceoff draw. I mean, Edmonton with 51% and Dallas with 49%. Um, kudos to the stars power play converting on two out of three. Um, and Edmonton's kill is not that bad. Um, they limited their penalty minutes. So there were some missed calls. I think they missed a call on uh, Pavelski, um, when he, uh, high sticked, uh, Travis Hyman. So I think that was missed. I actually thought Corey Perry's, uh, power, uh, that resulted in a power play goal. I thought that was kind of like a, Uh, you know, I mean, it could have been there, but they were playing it, you know, tight today. The referees were calling it very tight. Um, so hits are about even penalty minutes are about even block shots, only a four shot differential. So there wasn't anything in the game that you could say, oh my Edmonton beat Dallas because, or Dallas lost because it was just one of those back and forth games that both teams were just trying to take advantage of opportunities and did at times. But I mean, I think both teams came to play in this matinee and that's why it went to overtime. And unfortunately, uh, Edmonton gets the better of them in overtime, but you know what? It's a point against a marquee team and we'll take a point at this, but you know, when you're not, I don't even want to say when you're not at your best, but when you're playing a team like this, and this is the perspective you need, and you are down two of your top six defensemen and you pull out a point, that's a quality point. So I think actually people should say, you know what, it's okay, but let's see what happens on Monday and let's see how they respond. So like I said, coming up, um, you'll hear it uh, tomorrow is the skate podcast. As we preview the Bruins game, we've got some more exciting uh, podcasts. So thank you for sticking with us through this gauntlet of a February, as far as game after game after game, we actually did six podcasts this week. (laughs) So, uh, that's going to do it for today. And it's one of those things where, you know, you, you look back and you say, you know what, it is what it is. They got a, you know, they got a point and, and that that's what it's all about. So, Thanks to Gregory Finley for producing this show. Just wanted to pop on and give my two cents. It's one of those games that 
you know, goes for a point and that's what it's all about. You got a point. Let's get two more points. Another Saturday, another Monday matinee um, against the Bruins. And we'll come on after that game as well. So I'm Gavin Spittle. Have a great rest of the weekend, everyone. And we'll talk to you on Monday.